Welcome to Pops and Hisses, a music podcast where you hear from the artists you love. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode, we have Eric Burton from four-time Grammy-nominated psych soul band Black Pumas. Maybe you caught Black Pumas in their electrifying Grammy performance, maybe you've listened to their debut album, also called Black Pumas, or one of its many expanded or deluxe editions, or maybe like me, you've been dying to see them live. Eric Burton and Adrian Casada have been electrifying since they got together and formed Black Pumas, first selling out Austin, Texas clubs, then pulling down Grammy nominations for the big categories like Best New Artist, Album of the Year, and Record of the Year. Not too bad. Right now, they're prepping some tour dates and working on a second album. And I talked to Eric about all of that stuff. Here where I am in Omaha, they're playing The Waiting Room Outdoors on August 8th. You can get tickets to that at 1percentproductions.com. That's O-N-E-P-E-R-C-E-N-T productions.com. And you can see their other tour dates at theblackpumas.com. Real quick, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find music news, reviews, and interviews at popsandhisses.com. But right now, it's time for my conversation with Eric Burton from Black Pumas. Let's get into it. Thanks for doing this, man. So uh, you said you were in the studio today working on some new new music and stuff? Um, actually, I was in the studio. I, I, uh, I left an orthodontist. I was, in, I was at the orthodontist uh, office. Uh, but um, upon leaving that office, um, Fender's doing... Um, we're, we're talking about doing a custom guitar and you know so i spoke oh. to them and and i realized that adrian was in the studio recording uh, a friend of ours uh, that we uh that we were on tour with at one point uh rudy Deonda. so they were recording the new album there so i, I kind of snuck in to say hey and i bought some don perry on over there and um i think they'll be celebrating one of the guys birthdays um in a few days so uh yeah just, just popped in to say hey that's very cool. Very cool. So, um, and to answer your question, we are recording the second album. Okay, yeah. right on. Yeah, we I definitely want to talk about that. But right now, you guys are um, you guys are doing a lot of touring and some festivals and stuff coming up. Are you excited to get out there and play some shows? Oh yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> are you kidding, man? Like we we we're so pumped, man. I mean, I feel like at this point, I don't care who you are. You know, if, you, if you're on stage, uh, you know, anywhere with, with where there's people at the venue, you know, they're going to be excited to see you for the fact that it's been 15 months or so right. since, you know, we've really seen a live performance, you know, from anyone. So um, so we'll see. I, I, I know that people will be that much more excited that uh, we're a fairly new band and, um, you know, they, you know, people, people have shown to, uh, you know, dig our music, I guess. Yeah. Well, people will be excited just to see you guys probably a lot of times for the first time, but yeah, just to be out there. Like what was interesting to me is I, you guys just played a show at Stubbs not too long ago. And I'm sure a lot of those yeah. people in Austin had seen you guys before, but was, the, what was that like? Was the crowd just electric for that reason? Like just so excited to be out and at a concert? It was enchanting. It was nothing short of enchanting. It felt like it felt it felt like an outer body experience for 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 how big of a deal it was to observe, you know, people, you know, shoulder to shoulder, sweating on each other, dancing and, you know, hooping and hollering and drinking black Pumas beer. And, <laughs> you know, it was it That's was cool. something out of a, out of a fairy tale book. Man. I felt like uh, King Puma that night. It was really yeah. cool. 
Is it uh, is it cool to play that large of a show in Austin too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was amazing to play that large of a venue for the fact that it's it sold out quite quickly. Uh, we ended up adding two dates. It's a uh, you know seen as a legendary or or historical event that uh, that that venue had never sold out um, for a band five nights in a row. And so it was an honor to, to, to make that historical mark for Austin. And um, it was brilliant that um, after we had done the shows, I was surprised by the city who uh, came on stage at, on, on an encore and made me an honorary Texan. And so it just, it just, it was just, it was just beautiful, man. It was, it was such a beautiful uh, experience for all parties involved. I don't know, man. I, I feel like the entire band cried, if not on stage in the green room every single night. It was that, it was really intense. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sure you guys are excited to be playing this summer a lot more. Um, I'm excited to see you guys. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, so I'm really excited for you guys to be here. It's a really cool venue right in the middle of the city you're playing. It's like right in this downtown area. The stage looks out over the crowd. It's a really cool place. Amazing. Um, but I wonder, what are you guys playing at the shows? I mean, imagine a mix of the first record, some covers I had read. You guys were playing a couple new songs that aren't out yet. Most definitely. We've kind of, uh, you know, we, we've, we fortunately have had some time to, to get together that everyone's vaccinated and, you know, we can spend some mm -hmm. intimate time together to kind of revitalize and revamp older material that, um, you know, um, or just from the very first album, we've learned some covers over time. I mean, I know uh, we'll revisit Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. I know that we'll, we'll, we'll do our tried and true um, you know, Colors and Black Moon Rising. Um, one song that I'm looking forward to um, potentially performing in Omaha, Nebraska, or actually have a friend out there who's a musician. I'm looking forward to uh, performing the, uh, the, the politician, uh, Politicians in My Eyes by the band called Death. Uh, uh, awesome. Yeah, that was a new, that's a, that's a new one that uh, we, we've done, you know, tasked by like our publishing company like one of the supporting companies in uh, overseas who who helped distribute and put our music out they had an event and uh where they would take soul bands and or different kinds of bands to play an opposite genres song and make it their own so like they, they tasked us to do a punk song and politicians in my eyes wasn't on the list but and so they were like, oh, well, let's not do that. Why don't you pick like Blink-182 or something else that's on the list? And Adrian and I were like, dude, that would be like the least punk thing to do. <laughs> yeah, you right. know? <laughs> yeah. So so that's definitely a song that we both look forward to, uh, you know, uh, bringing out. It's a pretty fun one. That's cool. I love the covers that you've done, like things that I wouldn't expect. Even Fast Car, you guys do such a cool version of that. I love it. And some of the other ones that are on the, you know, the expanded version of the album and stuff. How have you picked those songs to record? Are they just favorites or we should try this or how do you do that? I feel like the songs that are on the album that that aren't ours are ours, you know, to the degree that I was either busking on the Santa Monica Pier playing Tracy Chapman's Fast Car and right. just over time, 
you know, um, borrowed the affection of her fans, you know, in my own connection with that song as I performed it. And uh, Politicians in My Eyes is, a, is another one that I introduced, that I, well, that I brought up to, to Adrian um, about doing. And, um, you know, Adrian introduced me to uh, Eleanor Rigby's or, or the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. And, and so I'm definitely, sorry about that, definitely looking forward to, um, you know, performing that one as well for the fact that we're just huge fans of the music that we play. It's not like this random happenstance that we would do Tracy Chapman's Fast Car or Paul Jackson's In My Eyes, Beatles, you know. These yeah. are songs that we've been fans of for a very long time. So right. uh, so tell me a little, you said you've been working on a second album. How's that been, how's that been going? You've had Pretty some time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had, I've definitely had some time, man. I'm, I think that it's going pretty organically enough um, for the fact that we've just never stopped writing since we put out the first album. Um, we started this band because we enjoy making music together generally. And while we were, um, you know, kind of campaigning the first album across the, the country and the world, um, you know, I always tasked the band that, hey, like maybe maybe we should like stay behind five to ten minutes after sound check and Steve, man, I really like that party shuffle that you're doing right now. Just keep playing it and let me see if I can uh, work out a guitar part or I'll hear Adrian just fiddling around and I'll say, play that again and I'll try to play something. It's just we're always constantly creating and that's just how I am, especially on the road. So with that. We, have, we probably have a little over 20 ideas in various stages of completion um, based on what we've gathered over time. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's really cool you have that attitude because a lot of groups after their first album, you're just, well, now we're promoting it and now we're doing this show and you seem to never have time to make new music. So it's really awesome you guys have kind of carved that out uh, while you're doing other stuff. It's it's scary. I mean, you're you're exactly right and it's it's terrifying for the fact that uh, it can be it can be not terrifying or scary but it can be a hunting task to uh contend with an album that holds songs that you know you might have written 10 to 12 years ago like i wrote colors like 11 years ago when i first started playing guitar and you know maybe two or three of the songs on the on the album were like songs that i'd written from a long time ago and so it feels as if we're starting quite fresh. It's like we've, we've had the handshake between Eric Burton and Adrian Casada. That is our first record. And now we're really like in the sandbox, discovering and exploring each other thereof. That's really cool. And I wonder what it's like, because I've known you've written colors in the past. What's it like to see that song in particular just kind of grow and be embraced by so many people? And uh, it's just because it's such a unifying, great, song that people love so much and i wonder what that was like to see something you wrote on your guitar a decade ago yeah yeah man it, it almost it almost feels like winning the lottery you know to, to a degree i i you know i i've moved, I moved around a lot as a kid and you know for any kid that's really tough a lot of loneliness and a lot of uh just strife that comes in that being interjected into you know different cultures and different people from different walks of life and I think that over time, I just got really good at just being kind of a chameleon with people that I almost became popular for not 
be, you know, being in uh, one town for my, my entire life that now um, as Black Pumas have seen, has seen some of the successes that we have, it doesn't feel too weird for, to me. It, it, it does feel very, uh, it doesn't feel bizarre, but it does, but it does feel like uncanny that uh, a band, the way that we were formed would see this, the amount of success that we've seen as quickly as it's happening. So that part of it has been like really kind of crazy to observe, especially as it pertains to um, the songs that people really enjoy, like Colors. It's kind of a crazy thing because I wasn't thinking, I didn't think that with me. It, it baffles me. I wrote that, I wrote that song in my underwear. <laughs> And now you're standing on stage and everyone's singing it with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep my pants on on stage, though, for sure. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 and Adrian, I think, said it best. You know, we, we've, we've gone around the world and at this point to a degree. And, and it's one of the most brilliant things that we've seen is like being interjected into these rooms where people may speak a different language and may not even understand all of the lyrics in the songs, but still are mouthing and almost you know, emoting, you know, you know, from their hearts and soul, these lyrics, my lyrics, I'm like, wow, these people are actually singing the songs and, you know, from, from, from uh, France to Germany, to England, to, you know, uh, to the Netherlands. It's, you know, it's been really uncanny to see the world singing with us. It's, I don't even, I don't know how to articulate how that feels. It's just, it feels, it feels like a big church like I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm going back to home you know a home that I've never been yeah those are the best kind of shows and I imagine that's just got to feel amazing when you're at the center of all of it yeah and to be honest I don't really feel like I'm at the center of it I feel like we're all at the center of it is why I, I look forward to the conversation that is performing on a stage and I hope that uh people don't miss perceive the fact that we're all on the same level even though i'm physically elevated on this stage you know yeah but one of the things i've loved that you do you get down in the crowd like it's exactly getting, like I've, I've not seen you guys live but i've seen live videos and i've seen pictures and stuff and like you always love getting down in the crowd which i love because it's like a community thing you're down there with everybody yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm a people's person and I, re I really enjoy just connecting with people. I'm, I, I, I feel like um, it makes me really nervous to have to put the mask on, you know, and act as if I'm as if I'm not as human as the next person, you know. Right, right. Well, I love the I love the collaboration you and Adrian have had, especially being uh, people that didn't know each other and how well it's come together. So I kind of wonder what that was like. I mean, he's got a little more, he's a little older than you. He's got a little more, uh, you know, music industry experience and stuff. Um, and you guys have been working on even some of the songs that are on the record that we all now love and hear a lot. Uh, you've been working on some of those independently and then coming together. So what was that? What was that like when you guys met or the first time you were in the studio? Like, did you, did you have that feeling of like, Oh hell yeah, this is going to work this is really great. I just wonder what that was like. I think we were both kind of nervous, to be honest. I mean, I, I, uh, from, from my knowledge, Adrian was, 
working on some inner instrumentals for, for whatever reason that uh, he ended up needing a vocalist to help him finish uh, those tracks. And I was conceptualizing my own album and like really stepping outside of the studio and stepping away from, you know, certain friends and engineers and producers who, you know, wanted to collaborate with me um, upon seeing me play like a solo gig or maybe even playing on the street. Um, you know, I just, at a point, I was at a point where I just, I needed to find my own sound. I needed to, you know, learn about, you know, how to produce and record my own music. And so while I was building my own little home recording studio, um, Adrian hit me up through Brian Ray, who's a producer here in town. And he said, hey man, I, 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 um, yeah, I've got some tracks I need a vocalist for, and I, you know, maybe, maybe we can do two or three songs. And you know, I apparently, I don't remember not leaving Adrian hanging for two weeks. Apparently, like, that's the story. Like, I just left him hanging. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I finally, I got some of the music and I listened to the music and I was like, wow, this feels very, like, vivid and almost cinematic. It felt mm -hmm. like the music was kind of writing it itself as, as far as the lyrics and the melodies go. I was just quite moved by the music visually um and uh, so for that i was really i was happy that uh, there was a chemistry already before even meeting him in person right. that, you know we finally got to the studio and you know I, I had some lyrics for a few songs which were my the first song we recorded was black moon rising and fire you know, I walked into the studio and he had a, it was a small studio. He's like behind this big baffle, like he's computer. I can see him a little bit through the window of the baffle. So it, it, I felt like I had to walk into a studio twice, which made me nervous, <laughs> that much more nervous, you know, this little space. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as soon as uh, he was like, you know, we, we shared a few words. He shared his intentions for uh, what we were doing that day. I shared my intentions and, you know, where I was coming from. And as soon as we pressed record, we were both, you know, I, I didn't know if I were if I was doing well or not. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I'd never sang like this way on this kind of material. Like I come from like singing folk music and like more neo soul. Like I like Bob Dylan and Neil Young and, right. you know, these guys, you know, before Adrian Casada. And um, I was just hoping that I could, you know, put some colors on the canvas that was Adrian's brilliant productions. Um, you know, and like at least maybe have a friend. Like I, at that point, I didn't really, I wasn't expecting to to to, yeah. to be as successful as we've we've become. But uh, yeah, as soon as we we, re we recorded the first couple songs, we were pretty stoked and we were having fun. And eventually, you know, two turned into five, turned into ten, turned into like seventeen songs. And we said, man, we we would be remiss not to to make a band. And so you know, we put a band together, went to. Uh, our friend Steve Wardheimer at Sea Boys, he said, hey, yeah, I like the song Black Moon Rising. You guys can come play a month and we'll see how it goes every Thursday night. And by the third week, we had like lines wrapped around the building and we became like, you know, Austin's favorite dive bar party, so to speak. You know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm not from Austin, but I've been to South by Southwest a bunch of times. And uh, I know that's not how awesome usually is but i love knowing where you guys played and like seeing what that is like i could visualize exactly what that was like and it just that's just really cool it was amazing man 
And now you're playing all over the world. You got a bunch of festivals coming up. <laughs> you got some shows to play. Um, like I said, I'm excited to see you guys in Omaha. I haven't been able to catch you guys live yet. So that's going to be a really cool night. I can't wait. Thanks for listening to my talk with Eric Burton from Black Pumas. Check out their album, Black Pumas, and be on the lookout for their sophomore album, which should be coming soon. Also, check out their tour dates at theblackpumas.com, including a stop in Omaha at the Waiting Room Outdoors on August 8th. Subscribe to the Pops and Hisses podcast on your favorite podcast app, or head to popsandhisses.com where you can listen to it, find more music news, reviews, interviews, and of course, lots more podcast episodes. I'm your host, Kevin Coffey, and you can follow me on Twitter as at Omaha Music Guy, or find my page on Facebook by searching for my name, Kevin Coffey, which is spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to Herdat Media for producing the show, and I encourage you to check out all of Herdat's podcasts. They've got entertainment, sports, fitness, all kinds of great stuff. Find them all and lots more at herdatmedia.com slash network. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. A Huda Media Production.